Hello everyone, welcome to the Warif podcast, a place for dialogue on development that promotes social, economic and environmental progress. My name is Abir and I'm your host. It's my joy to connect with fellow developmental professionals, practitioners, academics and enthusiasts. My mission is to make the world a more kind, safe and clean place. I believe even small steps in the right direction can cause a chain reaction towards larger positive impact. Let's meet our guests and learn how they're working towards a better world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Warif. Our guest today is Jenna Winton. Jenna Winton is a cross-cultural scholar graduating from Goucher College with a Master's of Arts in Cultural Sustainability degree in 2018. She is dedicated to empowering communities uh, with tools and strategies for supporting local cultures and bringing awareness to the importance of cultural sustainability practices and to the public. From the design of cultural sustainability indicators, she developed the first cultural sustainability assessment framework for use in the field to identify a culture's capacity for sustainability. She currently works as a cultural sustainability consultant, program director, and folklorist. Welcome, Jenna, to a new episode at Warif. We're so happy to have you today with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? Who is Jenna Ashton Winton? <laughs> okay. Well, right now I live in uh, the Northeast United States in Pennsylvania, and I'm working as a cultural sustainability consultant and folklorist. So I grew up in Florida and I was pretty like directionless in my young adult life. I just kind of traveled a lot. Um, I traveled around the United States and then I went abroad for a while. I taught English in Korea and that kind of funded travels um, in Southeast Mm. Asia and South America. So I just kind of wandered around for a long time until I uh, stumbled on cultural sustainability. Mm. Okay. So I want to start with a little bit of background on both cultural sustainability and you. Let's begin with cultural sustainability. What is it? What does it mean? And why is it significant? Cultural sustainability is a loaded concept, but the way I define it in my work is that cultural sustainability supports communities in maintaining their collective cultural identity for present and future generations. So this includes tangible culture, such as traditional craft and intangible culture, like beliefs and ways of making meaning. And a lot of times people ask, like, if it's the same as cultural preservation and cultural preservation is important in cultural sustainability, but cultural sustainability practices don't mean stopping culture in time or insisting people remain static in their representation of their culture, because for culture to be sustained, it needs to be lived. And in in sustainable development, cultural sustainability is building from local culture and developing in a way that supports um, local culture while also facilitating the other domains of sustainability, like ecological, economic, and social. Interesting. A question just crossed my mind, and it's okay if you don't have an answer. Is there a new field that connects cultural sustainability with cultural or regenerative culture, sustainable culture and regenerative culture? That's part of like the same kind of purpose of cultural sustainability is kind of revitalizing cultures in the same way um, that kind of there's no difference cultural sustainability yeah I mean I don't know maybe there's something different out there but I haven't heard of anything outside of the context of cultural sustainability yet but there are really cool projects out there revitalizing um, you know lost traditional practices and stuff yeah so for starters, can you talk us through what your life was like before cultural sustainability became your focus? Um, well, like I was saying earlier, I was pretty directionless. I went to school, um, Savannah College of Art and Design. And then from there, I just started traveling. I didn't really know what to do with myself. From there, I, I just, I what was that? <laughs> we shared the same thing, I guess. <laughs> I <know. laughs> But um, that's really all that, like, yeah, that I I just did a lot of traveling in Southeast Asia, Europe, the Caribbean. 
South America. And I was just trying to like figure out who I was, you know, find a purpose. I didn't really have any direction. So, but then when I moved to Boston, I found out about cultural sustainability in a roundabout way. And that gave me some direction. So what piqued your interest in sustainability in general? Uh, Was there a moment you started to realize the importance or why else did you decide to focus on this? in your life or near academic life? I think I always really appreciated other cultures, like spending time in um, different cultures when I was traveling. I was always really set on traveling alone. So I wouldn't bring like a little culture bubble with me. And I, I wanted to be immersed in the local culture. And I think that's a really great way to experience the world. And that was just all kind of a, you know, it wasn't a purpose or I didn't really get too much direction from that. It was when I, um, it was really when I started interning at an organization called Cultural Survival in Cambridge in Boston. They advocate for the rights of indigenous peoples worldwide. And they, um, sorry, that's my baby in the background. Oh, that's adorable. I like that. Tight. Um, so um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. At the time before I started interning there, I'd only seen campaigns about that were kind of like doom and gloom, you know, talking about sustaining marginalized cultures Indigenous in particular, they were all pretty like defeatist and kind of they wanted to express an urgency to scare you into action. But I didn't really have anything to offer. Like that was just such an overwhelming force. I didn't have anything to offer like a degree or experience. And I definitely didn't have any money to support those causes. So it a lot of times it felt hopeless and like, you know, nothing I do is going to matter. But uh, a cultural sustainability, it was the first time I actually saw people not only sustaining local culture, but revitalizing it, like bringing mm. back languages that have been extinct for over 100 years. And that was mm. so inspiring to me and so motivating um, because it was like, OK, not only is it possible, but people are already doing it. Um, so and through that internship, I was introduced to the cultural sustainability program at Goucher and, and the inspirations just kept coming. Uh exciting theoretical explorations. I'd like that. Moving on to your consulting services, cultural sustainability consulting, that's what you do. What is Mm -hmm. the primary goal of your business? To empower communities with the strategies to nurture, revitalize, and sustain local culture. That's my goal. Can you you give us like an example of uh, one of your projects? Sure. So what I have been developing on the past couple of years, researching and developing are cultural sustainability assessments. So to do that, I developed, I developed some indicators in order to be able to monitor cultural sustainability in the field. Oh, wow. So That's I don't know easy. if you want me to kind of talk about an assessment process. It's kind of... Um, yeah, please do. I yeah, can try please. to explain it. Um, yeah, please do. I'm trying to put it in terms that aren't like jargony, but um, okay. So in an assessment process, themes of sustainability, particular to culture are examined in the field and we assess the strength of each. So these themes are um, sustainability themes are capacities and conditions that sustain culture. Observing them and assessing them reveals a culture's capacity for sustainability. So, but how can an abstract theme be evaluated? Taking, you know, like taking something from theory into reality. Uh, We look for evidence in the environment, manifestation of these themes. And in culture, it's very complex because culture is complex. So um, how can this kind of assessment be appropriate for use in different contexts? We approach this by um, having the community identify how each theme of cultural sustainability is uniquely manifested. And uh, we use those as indicators for evaluation. So, so each case study has its own assessment, cultural sustainability assessment. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So for instance, the theme of access, access is one of the themes, sustainability themes to culture. People need to be able to access their culture in order to sustain it. Right. Um, But different, different communities access culture in different ways. So, you know, it can't be said that because a community doesn't have a museum, they don't have access to their culture. So in an assessment, a community, uh, community members, like a cultural advisory group or a panel, uh, identify the ways in which they access their local culture, like events, spaces, you know, certain tradition bearers. And these become the indicators we look at to evaluate how strong this theme of access is. And so, so once it's more indica- of a qualitative uh, assessment. Yeah, yeah. So once the indicators are identified, 
they can be discussed and their mm-hmm. current sustainability in the community, there's certain health, so to speak, uh, like mm-hmm. if the annual event that they creates access has been losing funding and attendance, support for the event isn't as strong as it used to be. Uh, so the sustainability would be trending down. So the community would, there's a, there's like a, there's a semi-quantitative assessment tool and the community, the cultural advisory group would indicate, you know, give the, evaluate the health of the indicator as thriving, sufficient, non-existent. And then the same thing is done with the other cultural sustainability themes. And then you can create a cultural sustainability profile that can be monitored over time. And, you know, from the information projects can be strategized and implemented. So, yeah. So it's a tailor-based process, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Mm, that's beautiful. So in your opinion, what country is like the most culturally rich and culture has cultural sustainability up to this day in, in oh. our days of globalization. I don't know exactly. I mean, all cultures are very rich and unique in their own way. So I don't think I can answer that. Yeah, it's difficult. One of yeah. the one of the things that I've come across. So here where I live, where I work as a folklorist, I've worked with the um, Pennsylvania Dutch community, and they it's amazing how just a handful of very dedicated people can, um, uh, you know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warif podcast, a place for dialogue on development that promotes social, economic, and environmental progress. My name is Abir, and I'm your host. It's my joy to connect with fellow developmental professionals, practitioners, academics, and enthusiasts. My mission is to make the world a more kind, safe, and clean place. I believe even small steps in the right direction can cause a chain reaction towards larger positive impact. Let's meet our guests and learn how they're working towards a better world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Warif. Our guest today is Jenna Winton. Jenna Winton is a cross-cultural scholar graduating from Goucher College with a Master's of Arts in Cultural Sustainability degree in 2018. She is dedicated to empowering communities uh, with tools and strategies for supporting local cultures and bringing awareness to the importance of cultural sustainability practices and to the public. From the design of cultural sustainability indicators, she developed the first cultural sustainability assessment framework for use in the field to identify a culture's capacity for sustainability. She currently works as a cultural sustainability consultant, program director, and folklorist. Welcome, Jenna, to a new episode at Warif. We're so happy to have you today with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? Who is Jenna Ashton Winton? <laughs> okay. Well, right now I live in uh, the Northeast United States in Pennsylvania, and I'm working as a cultural sustainability consultant and folklorist. So I grew up in Florida and I was pretty like directionless in my young adult life. I just kind of traveled a lot. Um, I traveled around the United States and then I went abroad for a while. I taught English in Korea and that kind of funded travels um, in Southeast Asia and South America. So I just kind of wandered around for a long time until I uh, stumbled on cultural sustainability. Okay, so I want to start with a little bit of background on both cultural sustainability and you. Let's begin with cultural sustainability. What is it? What does it mean? And why is it significant? Cultural sustainability is a loaded concept, but the way I define it in my work is that cultural sustainability supports communities in maintaining their collective cultural identity for present and future generations. So this includes tangible culture, such as traditional craft and intangible culture, like beliefs and ways of making meaning. And a lot of times people ask, like, if it's the same as cultural preservation and Mm -hmm. cultural preservation is important in cultural sustainability, 
But cultural sustainability practices don't mean stopping culture in time or insisting people remain static in their representation of their culture, because for culture to be sustained, it needs to be lived. And in, in sustainable development, cultural sustainability is building from local culture and developing in a way that supports um, local culture while also facilitating the other domains of sustainability, like ecological, economic, and social. Interesting. A question just crossed my mind, and it's okay if you don't have an answer. Is there a new field that connects cultural sustainability with cultural or regenerative culture? Sustainable culture and regenerative culture. That's part of like the same kind of purpose of cultural sustainability is kind of revitalizing cultures in the same way um, that kind of there's no difference. Cultural sustainability. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something different out there, but I haven't heard of anything outside of the context of cultural sustainability yet. But there are really cool projects out there revitalizing, um, you know, lost traditional practices and stuff. Yeah. So for starters, can you talk us through what your life was like before cultural sustainability became your focus? Um, well, like I was saying earlier, I was pretty directionless. I went to school, um, Savannah College of Art and Design. And then from there, I just started traveling. I didn't really know what to do with myself. From there, oh, I the just, I, what was that? <laughs> we shared the same thing, I guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But um, that's really all that, like, yeah, that I, I just did a lot of traveling in Southeast Asia, Europe, the Caribbean, South mm. America. And I was just trying to like figure out who I was, you know, find a purpose. I didn't really have any direction. So, but then when I moved to Boston, I found out about cultural sustainability in a roundabout way. And that gave me some direction. So what piqued your interest in sustainability in general? Uh, was there a moment you started to realize the importance or why else did you just decide to focus on this in your life or in your academic life? I think I always really appreciated other cultures, like spending time in um, different cultures when I was traveling. I was always really set on traveling alone, so I wouldn't bring like a little culture bubble with me. And I, I wanted to be immersed in the local culture. And I think that's a really great way to experience the world. And that was just all kind of a, you know, it wasn't a purpose. or I didn't really get too much direction from that. It was when I um, it was really when I started interning at an organization called Cultural Survival in Cambridge and Boston. They advocate for the rights of indigenous peoples worldwide. And they, um, sorry, that's my baby in the background. Oh, that's adorable. I like that. Tight. Um, so um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. At the time before I started interning there, I'd only seen campaigns about that were kind of like doom and gloom you know, talking about sustaining marginalized cultures, indigenous in particular, they were all pretty like defeatists and kind of, they wanted to express an urgency to scare you into action, but I didn't really have anything to offer. Like that was just such an overwhelming force. I didn't have anything to offer like a degree or experience. And I definitely didn't have any money to support those causes. So it, a lot of times it felt hopeless and like, you know, nothing I do is going to matter. But uh, at cultural sustainability, it was the first time I actually saw people not only sustaining local culture, but revitalizing it, like bringing mm. back languages that have been extinct for over 100 years. And that was so inspiring to me and so motivating um, because it was like, OK, not only is it possible, but people are already doing it. Um, so and through that internship, I was introduced to the cultural sustainability program at Goucher and, and the inspirations just kept coming. Uh exciting theoretical explorations. I'd like that. Moving on to your consulting services, cultural sustainability consulting, that's what you do. What Mm -hmm. is the primary goal of your business? To empower communities with the strategies to nurture, revitalize, and sustain local culture. That's my goal. Can you you give us like an example of uh, one of your projects? Sure. So what I have been developing on the past couple of years, researching and developing are cultural sustainability assessments. So to do that, I developed, I developed some indicators in order to be able to monitor cultural sustainability in the field. Oh, wow. So That's I don't know easy. if you want me to kind of talk about an assessment process. It's kind of... Um, yeah, please do. I yeah, can try please. to explain it. Um, yeah, please do. I'm trying to put it in terms that aren't like 
jargony, but um, okay. So in an assessment process, themes of sustainability, particular to culture are examined in the field and we assess the strength of each. So these themes are um, sustainability themes are capacities and conditions that sustain culture. Observing them and assessing them reveals a culture's capacity for sustainability. So, but how can an abstract theme be evaluated? Taking, you know, like taking something from theory into reality. Uh, we look for evidence in the environment, manifestation of these themes. And in culture, it's very complex because culture is complex. So um, how can this kind of assessment be appropriate for use in different contexts? We approach this by um, having the community identify how each theme of cultural sustainability is uniquely manifested. And uh, we use those as indicators for evaluation. So, so each case study has its own assessment, cultural sustainability assessment. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So for instance, the theme of access. Access is one of the themes, sustainability themes to culture. People need to be able to access their culture in order to sustain it, right? Um, but different different communities access culture in different ways. So, you know, it can't be said that because a community doesn't have a museum, they don't have access to their culture. So in an assessment, a community, uh, community members like a cultural advisory group or a panel uh, identify the ways in which they access their local culture, like events, spaces, you know, certain tradition bearers. And these become the indicators we look at to evaluate how strong this theme of access is. And so, so once it's more of a qualitative uh, assessment. Yeah, yeah. So once the indicators are identified, they can be discussed. And their mm -hmm. current sustainability in the community, there's certain health, so to speak. Uh, like mm -hmm. if the annual event that they creates access has been losing funding and attendance, support for the event isn't as strong as it used to be. Uh, so the sustainability would be trending down. So the community would, there's a, there's like a, there's a semi-quantitative assessment tool and the community, the cultural advisory group would indicate, you know, give the, evaluate the health of the indicator as thriving, sufficient, non-existent. And then the same thing is done with the other cultural sustainability themes. And then we can create a cultural sustainability profile that can be monitored over time. And, you know, from the information, projects can be strategized and implemented. So, yeah. So it's a tailor-based process, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, mm, that's beautiful. So in your opinion, what country is like the most culturally rich and culture, has cultural sustainability up to this day in, in oh. our day's globalization? I don't know exactly. I mean, all cultures are very rich and unique in their own way, so I don't think I can answer that. Yeah, it's difficult. One of yeah. the... One of the things that I've come across. So here where I live, where I work as a folklorist, I've worked with the um, Pennsylvania Dutch community and they, it's amazing how just a handful of very dedicated people can, um, uh, you know, support cultural sustainability of like a whole community. So really working with the Pennsylvania Dutch here was probably the one where I was like, well, they don't really, they don't got nothing. They don't have anything to worry about. So. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah, when you dig deep, you see like the treasure inside, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cultures. I just, I'm obsessed with cultures. Like every, all the intricacies, you know, all the, all the, the ancestry, all the heritage that's in every cultural act. And just the fact that it's something we live in and we contribute to every day without even knowing it. It's just this Absolutely. intangible entity. And I'm just... Absolutely. And I can hear that in your voice, the passion <laughs> that you have for that. I, I love that. So what services do you offer to help spread awareness for the cultural sustainability cause uh, in your consultancy? So I right now I have I'm working on workshops for and like giving tools that provide individuals or groups with introducing cultural sustainability to their community, why it's important. In, and how it can benefit the community, why it should be considered in sustainable development, you know, things like that. So little like little like toolkits that communities can use. Interesting. And is this going to be released anytime soon or has it been yeah, released? Probably by the summer. Okay. I'm a okay. new mom, so I've been a little, mm -hmm. 
everything <laughs> takes like an extra three days. Of course, yeah. I don't know it's a primary job. Background this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. What strategies do you find to be the most useful when it comes to promoting local culture and revitalizing culture today? So everything is community based, um, community sourced. So. I one time a peer of mine said cultural sustainability practitioners are just like something you would take out of a toolbox. Like we really just offer our resources for the vision that uh, the community has for their own cultural sustainability. So whether that's, you know, an oral storytelling project or, you know, restricting Airbnbs in their community, it's really community, community, community led. Interesting. Do you know what I'm trying um, to say? Like, it's um, it's not. It doesn't come from the. It doesn't come from me. It comes from them, and then I just try to find ways to apply cultural sustainability to their goals. Okay, tailor based again. Yes. So yeah. that's yeah. I like that. Your consultancy service offers workshops to build capacity. Can you give us uh, a little insight into what these workshops offer, and why they are use a useful tool uh, for those who enroll? Uh, yeah, so the workshops that I'm working on are, are like the educational workshops, but um, I've actually started connecting with some people who I didn't even think like to approach about cultural sustainability. And so I'm kind of trying to put workshops together for that. I was talking to a, a man about um, incorporating cultural sustainability in the workplace. So instead of doing this like holistic community assessment of cultural sustainability kind of zooming it down to like a micro a micro version so I'm really excited about doing that and once I once I get that up and going um, and I'll let you know I'm gonna I'm gonna publish it in a blog soon I am going to be I'll be able to offer those for anybody who's interested in learning how to sustain individual culture within the workplace and the benefits that that has for your your business and and your employees. So it's weird. It's taken me into this. Like I didn't even think about applying it in like, you know, business situations. That's kind of a new world for me. Like I, I'm used to like being out in the field and, you know, so it's, 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 it's exciting. It's exciting. There's so many different applications for um, cultural sustainability, but assessments. Yeah. Workshops on, the, on assessment. Yeah. I, I really just have those in my consulting. Like I have a guide because it's it's pretty complex as you can see like you have to tailor everything but i could i might do one for um creating a generic the one tool, the unique assessment tool for communities but i'll have to see i can't wait for that i'll be one of the people who enroll oh, oh, for well, sure great <laughs> okay so finally do you believe everyone can benefit from increasing the sustainability of cultures sure yeah so I feel like cultural sustainability is significant to everybody. I mean, it's significant to the community because community is, um, you know, sustained by culture and, you know, vice versa. Culture is sustained by community. Um, it's important to the individual because, you know, a culture is a source of identity and creates a sense of belonging. And if you don't, you don't have roots like that, you don't have those roots you're in danger of outside sources telling you your identity instead, which that might be a little dramatic, um, but, you know, that could be a dangerous thing. Um, and globally, cultural sustainability is significant because our collective strength is in our diversity, you know, so diversity should definitely be valued and promoted as a great resource in a globalizing world. And if you want to get romantic about it, cultures are expressions of what it means to be human, you know, in all the different ways we can and could be. So how can that not be appreciated? And how can sustaining those diverse ways of being not be beneficial? Beautiful. So lastly, I have a few questions about where sustainability is heading in the future. Mm -hmm. Do you believe there is a positive future ahead of cultural sustainability? And if so, how will we get there? Yeah, so of course, like I was saying, like I was talking about, of course, it's a, a positive future. If it seemed impossible, I, I wouldn't even get involved like I was talking about before. <laughs> so um, and especially so when I first got into cultural sustainability, I had never heard of it before. And I didn't know anybody else who had either. So except for the one woman who introduced me to it. But over the past couple of years, 
It's been really exciting seeing this underground network of cultural sustainability advocates from all over the world coming together, including you, you know, so everyone's approaching cultural sustainability and in these different ways and using it for different objectives that all revolve around community well-being. So there's a lot of different applications for cultural sustainability and, you know, they're just going to keep coming. And so how will we get there? Uh, I think just as cultural sustainability is community driven, so is um, a cultural sustainability movement. So just about bringing awareness and talking about the importance of community well-being. Uh, Talking maybe perhaps about our differences and uh, how pan-cultural we are as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. We can all start collaborating and uh, I think a, a big part of cultural sustainability is just talking about it because it brings an awareness to it and an, an accountability, you know, that culture needs to be considered in sustainable development. So what can you recommend to others to be part of uh, paving a positive road for cultural sustainability in the years to come? I would say appreciate your own local culture and celebrate it. Uh, realize its value to yourself and your community. Uh, And I think once someone sees it, they can't unsee it, you know, so. Interesting. So uh, before we close for today, do you have anything else, Jenna, that you'd like to add? I would just like to say thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm happy if anybody wants to talk about cultural sustainability, uh, just reach out and I'd love to chat. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Jenna, for answering all of our questions. It was really a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us and listening to Arif. Remember that you can make a difference in the world, even with small steps in the right direction. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a rating and a review. If you have a suggestion or a comment for future... Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warif Podcast, a place for dialogue on development that promotes social, economic, and environmental progress. My name is Abir, and I'm your host. It's my joy to connect with fellow developmental professionals, practitioners, academics, and enthusiasts. My mission is to make the world a more kind, safe, and clean place. I believe even small steps in the right direction can cause a chain reaction towards larger positive impact. Let's meet our guests and learn how they're working towards a better world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Warif. Our guest today is Jenna Winton. Jenna Winton is a cross-cultural scholar graduating from Goucher College with a Master's of Arts in Cultural Sustainability degree in 2018. She is dedicated to empowering communities uh, with tools and strategies for supporting local cultures and bringing awareness to the importance of cultural sustainability practices and to the public. From the design of cultural sustainability indicators, she developed the first cultural sustainability assessment framework for use in the field to identify a culture's capacity for sustainability. She currently works as a cultural sustainability consultant, program director, and folklorist. Welcome, Jenna, to a new episode at Warif. We're so happy to have you today with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? Who is Jenna Ashton Winton? <laughs> okay. Well, right now I live in uh, the Northeast United States in Pennsylvania, and I'm working as a cultural sustainability consultant and folklorist. So I grew up in Florida and I was pretty like directionless in my young adult life. I just kind of traveled a lot. Um, I traveled around the United States and then I went abroad for a while. I taught English in Korea and that kind of funded travels um, in Southeast Asia and South America. So I just kind of wandered around for a long time until I uh, stumbled on cultural sustainability. Okay, so I want to start with a little bit of background on both cultural sustainability and you. 
Let's okay. begin with cultural sustainability. What is it? What does it mean? And why is it significant? Cultural sustainability is a loaded concept, but the way I define it in my work is that cultural sustainability supports communities in maintaining their collective cultural identity for present and future generations. So this includes tangible culture, such as traditional craft and intangible culture, like beliefs and ways of making meaning. And a lot of times people ask, like, if it's the same as cultural preservation and cultural preservation is important in cultural sustainability, but cultural sustainability practices don't mean stopping culture in time or insisting people remain static in their representation of their culture, because for culture to be sustained, it needs to be lived. And in in sustainable development, cultural sustainability is building from local culture and developing in a way that supports um, local culture while also facilitating the other domains of sustainability, like ecological, economic, and social. Interesting. A question just crossed my mind, and it's okay if you don't have an answer. Is there a new field that connects cultural sustainability with cultural or regenerative culture, sustainable culture and regenerative culture? That's part of like the same kind of purpose of cultural sustainability is kind of revitalizing cultures in the same way um, that kind of there's no difference cultural sustainability yeah I mean I don't know maybe there's something different out there but I haven't heard of anything outside of the context of cultural sustainability yet but there are really cool projects out there revitalizing um, you know lost traditional practices and stuff yeah so for starters, can you talk us through what your life was like before cultural sustainability became your focus? Um, well, like I was saying earlier, I was pretty directionless. I went to school, um, Savannah College of Art and Design. And then from there, I just started traveling. I didn't really know what to do with myself. From there, oh, I the just, I what was that? <laughs> we shared the same thing, I guess. <laughs> I <know. laughs> But um, that's really all that, like, yeah, that I, I just did a lot of traveling in Southeast Asia, Europe, the Caribbean, South mm. America. And I was just trying to, like, figure out who I was, you know, find a purpose. I didn't really have any direction. So, but then when I moved to Boston, I found out about cultural sustainability in a roundabout way. And that gave me some direction. So what piqued your interest in sustainability in general? Uh, was there a moment you started to realize the importance or why else did you just decide to focus on this in your life or in your academic life? I think I always really appreciated other cultures, like spending time in um, different cultures when I was traveling. I was always really set on traveling alone, so I wouldn't bring like a little culture bubble with me. And I, I wanted to be immersed in the local culture. And I think that's a really great way to experience the world. And that was just all kind of a, you know, it wasn't a purpose. I didn't really get too much direction from that. It was when I um, was really when I started interning at an organization called Cultural Survival in Cambridge and Boston. They advocate for the rights of indigenous peoples worldwide. And they, um, sorry, that's my baby in the background. Oh, that's adorable. I like that. Um, So um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. At the time before I started interning there, I'd only seen campaigns about that were kind of like doom and gloom you know, talking about sustaining marginalized cultures, indigenous in particular, they were all pretty like defeatists and kind of, they wanted to express an urgency to scare you into action, but I didn't really have anything to offer. Like that was just such an overwhelming force. I didn't have anything to offer like a degree or experience. And I definitely didn't have any money to support those causes. So it, a lot of times it felt hopeless and like, you know, nothing I do is going to matter. But uh, at cultural sustainability, it was the first time I actually saw people not only sustaining local culture, but revitalizing it, like bringing Mm. back languages that have been extinct for over 100 years. And that was so inspiring to me and so motivating um, because it was like, okay, not only is it possible, but people are already doing it. Um, So and through that internship, I was introduced to the cultural sustainability program at Goucher and and the inspirations just kept coming. Uh exciting theoretical explorations. I'd like that. Moving on to your consulting services, cultural sustainability consulting, that's what you do. What Mm -hmm. is the primary goal of your business? To empower communities with the strategies to nurture, revitalize, and sustain local culture. That's my goal. Can you you give us like an example of 
uh, one of your projects? Sure. So what I have been developing on the past couple of years, researching and developing are cultural sustainability assessments. So to do that, I developed, I developed some indicators in order to be able to monitor cultural sustainability in the field. Oh, wow. So That's I don't know easy. if you want me to kind of talk about an assessment process. It's kind of, um, yeah, please do. I yeah, can try please. to explain it. Um, yeah, please do. I'm trying to put it in terms that aren't like jargony, but um, okay. So in an assessment process, themes of sustainability, particular to culture are examined in the field and we assess the strength of each. So these themes are um, sustainability themes are capacities and conditions that sustain culture. Observing them and assessing them reveals a culture's capacity for sustainability. So, but how can an abstract theme be evaluated? Taking, you know, like taking something from theory into reality. Uh, we look for evidence in the environment, manifestation of these themes. And in culture, it's very complex because culture is complex. So um, how can this kind of assessment be appropriate for use in different contexts? We approach this by um, having the community identify how each theme of cultural sustainability is uniquely manifested. And uh, we use those as indicators for evaluation. So, so each case study has its own assessment, cultural sustainability assessment. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So for instance, the theme of access, access is one of the themes, sustainability themes to culture. People need to be able to access their culture in order to sustain it, right? Um, but different, different communities access culture in different ways. So, you know, it can't be said that because a community doesn't have a museum, they don't have access to their culture. So in an assessment, a community, uh, community members, like a cultural advisory group or a panel, uh, identify the ways in which they access their local culture, like events, spaces, you know, certain tradition bearers. And these become the indicators we look at to evaluate how strong this theme of access is. And so, so it's once more the of a qualitative uh, assessment. Yeah, yeah. So once the indicators are identified, they can be discussed. And their mm -hmm. current sustainability in the community, there's certain health, so to speak, uh, like mm -hmm. if the annual event that they creates access has been losing funding and attendance, support for the event isn't as strong as it used to be. Uh, so the sustainability would be trending down. So the community would, there's a, there's like a, there's a semi-quantitative assessment tool and the community, the cultural advisory group would indicate, you know, give the, evaluate the health of the indicator as thriving sufficient, non-existent. And then the same thing is done with the other cultural sustainability themes. And then we can create a cultural sustainability profile that can be monitored over time. And, you know, from the information projects can be strategized and implemented. So, yeah. So it's a tailor-based process, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Mm, that's beautiful. So in your opinion, what country is like the most culturally rich and culture has cultural sustainability up to this day in, in oh. our day globalization? I don't know exactly. I mean, all cultures are very rich and unique in their own way. So I don't think I can answer that. Yeah, it's difficult. One yeah. of the one of the things that I've come across so here where I live, where I work as a folklorist, I've worked with the um, Pennsylvania Dutch community and they, it's amazing how just a handful of very dedicated people can, um, uh, you know, support cultural sustainability of like a whole community. So really working with the Pennsylvania Dutch here was probably the one where I was like, well, they don't really, they don't got nothing. They don't have anything to worry about. So, <laughs> Yeah. But you, yeah, when you dig deep, you see like the treasure inside, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cultures, I just, I'm obsessed with cultures. Like every, all the intricacies, you know, all the, all the, the ancestry, all the heritage that's in every cultural act. And just the fact that it's something we live in and we contribute to every day without even knowing it. It's just this Absolutely. intangible entity and I'm just... Absolutely. And I can hear that in your voice, the passion <laughs> that you have for that. I, I love that. So what services do you offer to help spread awareness for the cultural sustainability cause uh, in your consultancy? So I right now I have I'm working on workshops for and like 
giving tools that provide individuals or groups with introducing cultural sustainability to their community, why it's important and how it can benefit the community, why it should be considered in sustainable development, you know, things like that. So little like little like toolkits that communities can use. Interesting. And is this going to be released anytime soon or has it been yeah, released? Probably by the summer. Okay. I'm a okay. new mom, so I've been a little mm-hmm. everything <laughs> takes like an extra three days. Of course, yeah. It's a primary job background this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on, what strategies do you find to be the most useful when it comes to promoting local culture? and revitalizing culture today? So everything is community-based, community-sourced. So I one time a peer of mine said, cultural sustainability practitioners are just like something you would take out of a toolbox. Like we really just offer our resources for the vision that uh, the community has for their own cultural sustainability. So whether that's, you know, an oral storytelling project or, you know, restricting Airbnbs in their community. It's really community, community, community led. Interesting. Do you know what um, I'm trying to say? Like it's um it's not, it doesn't come from the it doesn't come from me. It comes from them. And then I just try to find ways to apply cultural sustainability to their goals. Okay. Tailor based again. Yes. So yeah. that's yeah, I like that. Your consultancy service offers workshops to build capacity. Can you give us uh, a little insight into what these workshops offer and why they are a useful tool uh, for those who enroll? Uh, Yeah, so the workshops that I'm working on are are like the educational workshops, but um, I've actually started connecting with some people who I didn't even think like to approach about cultural sustainability. And so I'm kind of trying to put workshops together for that. I was talking to a a man about um, incorporating cultural sustainability in the workplace. So instead of doing this like holistic community assessment of cultural sustainability, kind of zooming it down to like a micro, a micro version. So I'm really excited about doing that. And once I, once I get that up and going um, and I'll let you know, I'm going to, I'm going to publish it in a blog soon. I am going to be, I'll be able to offer those, for anybody who's interested in learning how to sustain individual culture within the workplace and the benefits that that has for your, your business and, and your employees. So it's weird. It's taken me into this. Like I didn't even think about applying it in like, you know, business situations. That's kind of a new world for me. Like I, I'm used to like being out in the field and, you know, so it's, 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 it's exciting. It's exciting. There's so many different applications for, um, cultural sustainability, but on assessment. Yeah. I, I really just have those in my consulting. Like I have a guide because it's, it's pretty complex as you can see, like you have to tailor everything, but I could, I might do one for um, creating the unique assessment tool for communities, but I'll have to see. I can't wait for that. I'll be one of the people who enroll for sure. Great. (laughs) Okay, so finally, do you believe everyone can benefit from increasing the sustainability of cultures? Sure, yeah. So I feel like cultural sustainability is significant to everybody. I mean, it's significant to the community because community is, um, you know, sustained by culture and, you know, vice versa. Culture is sustained by community. Um, It's important to the individual because, you know, a culture is a source of identity and creates a sense of belonging. And if you don't, you don't have roots like that, you don't have those roots, you're in danger of outside sources telling you your identity instead, which that might be a little dramatic. um, But you know, that could be a dangerous thing. Um, And globally, cultural sustainability is significant because our collective strength is in our diversity, you know, so diversity should definitely be valued and promoted as a great resource in a globalizing world. And if you want to get romantic about it, cultures are expressions of what it means to be human, you know, in all the different ways we can and could be. So how can that not be appreciated? And how can sustaining those diverse ways of being not be beneficial? Beautiful. So lastly, I have a few questions about where sustainability is heading in the future. 
Do you believe there is a positive future ahead of cultural sustainability? And if so, how will we get there? Yeah, so of course, like I was saying, like I was talking about, of course, it's a, a positive future. If it seemed impossible, I, I wouldn't even get involved like I was talking about before. So um, and especially so when I first got into cultural sustainability, I had never heard of it before. And I didn't know anybody else who had either. So except for the one woman who introduced me to it. But over the past couple of years, It's been really exciting seeing this underground network of cultural sustainability advocates from all over the world coming together, including you, you know, so everyone's approaching cultural sustainability and in these different ways and using it for different objectives that all revolve around community well-being. So there's a lot of different applications for cultural sustainability and, you know, they're just going to keep coming. And so how will we get there? Uh, I think just as cultural sustainability is community driven, so is um, a cultural sustainability movement. So just about bringing awareness and talking about the importance our of community well-being. Uh, talking maybe perhaps about our differences and uh, how pan-cultural we are as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We can all start collaborating and Uh, I think a, a big part of cultural sustainability is just talking about it because it brings an awareness to it and an, an accountability, you know, that culture needs to be considered in sustainable development. So what can you recommend to others to be part of uh, paving a positive road for cultural sustainability in the years to come? I would say appreciate your own local culture and celebrate it. Uh, realize its value to yourself and your community. Uh, and I think once someone sees it, they can't unsee it, you know, so. Interesting. So uh, before we close for today, do you have anything else, Jenna, that you'd like to add? I would just like to say thank you so much for having me. And um, I am happy if anybody wants to talk about cultural sustainability, uh, just reach out and I'd love to chat. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Jenna, for answering all of our questions. It was really a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us and listening to Arif. Remember that you can make a difference in the world, even with small steps in the right direction. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a rating and a review. If you have a suggestion or a comment for future episodes, email me at abwer at warif.com. Until the next episode, have a good one.